Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David, as always, coming to you from the beautiful Bahamas, out here on vacation, but still working and bringing independent media to you guys. This week we have another great episode. We have Devin of Straight Hemp. It's a rapidly growing uh, hemp CBD company that's currently in the Canopy Boulder Accelerator. I'm back in Canopy for the third of those episodes. It turns into a great, great conversation about hemp and CBD and how it's taking over the country and the world and what that means. Is it snake oil? Is it great for you? Devin has an incredible perspective on the subject. Anyway, you're going to love it, guys. I learned a ton. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Take two, Canopy Boulder. Tell us your name and your company. Sure. So my name is Devin Alvarez. I'm the CEO and founder of Natural Dynamics. Natural Dynamics is a brand house for hemp derived CBD product companies. Our mm -hmm. first brand that we put into the market in 2017 is Straight Hemp. And uh, I started this company really with an impetus to heal. I know a lot of people say that. Uh, so I, I grew up in an area of Florida where opiates ravaged the community. I lost my stepfather to opiate overdose and we were well on our way to losing our mother. And uh, we knew CBD worked. I was in Colorado, she was in Florida. I couldn't ship weed there and feel good about her safety. And, uh, and, and there was a lot of problems in the market back in 2016. I mean, there was a lack of efficacy. There was all kinds of you know cannabinoid level issues. There was pesticide issues. So um, there was a lot of issues. And we decided uh, the best way to help her was to just create our own products. And um, I'm happy to say that she is doing great. She's sober now for two years. She actually moved up here to live with me. And uh, we went ice skating a few days ago. And you know, it's a great story. We entered the market. And initially, you know, we didn't know what we were really doing. We were trying to sell to everybody. And uh, by 2018, we started hitting our lick, we found the natural products channel, which seemed to be a great fit for us. And things kind of quickly took off. And we achieved uh, 1.7 million in revenue the first year, 2018. Wow! And then we uh, look at all these revenue companies in Canopy yeah. Boulder. Is, it, is this even an incubator? It's an accelerator at this point, right? What do they call it? Yeah. They call it an incubator. Or They're calling it an accelerator. They should. I yeah. mean, you have real revenue. Real revenue. Okay. Yeah. So 2018 was 1.7. You said. Yes. Yeah. That's a big number, my friend. Huge. And, and we what, had gone from. And did you make any money on that 1.7? We did, yeah. We we reported wow. a profit. We uh, reported fifty thousand in net income. So we did a really good job of like balancing that because we were we were and are a bootstrap. I mean, we raised a quarter million dollars over the last three years to get where we're at, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and then we were able to to more than double our revenues in twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. reaching four point three million. Mm -hmm. And we did all that through independent natural grocery, mm -hmm. and uh, and we okay. recently landed our first major corporate account, Earth Fair, which is a fifty one store chain on the East Coast. Congratulations. Like Thank you. Yeah. And we've been able to recruit you know, a rock star team uh, out of natural products. That's really helping us take this to the next level. When did you sign that deal? We signed the Earth Fair deal in September, Labor Day. And when do you expect to feel the benefits in terms of revenue from that new deal? Good question. So we, uh, this year, 20, 2020, because okay. I mean, they only, that, that deal contributed 50K to our revenue last year. Yeah, but it's just getting started. Just right? getting started, yeah. right? How many stores? Fifty-one. And how does it work? Do they start you in five stores? We went they... into all of them, all at once. Yep, all at once. Is that typical? 
Uh, it depends on the brand traction, yeah. you know. And so we we have an we have an incredible amount of traction. I mean, revenue is one thing. But from e-commerce or where it's all come. It's the bulk of it is coming from our B two B to the natural products. So ninety percent of our revenue mix is coming from that wholesale business. Uh-huh. And uh, so if you look on something called spins. Are you familiar with spends? I, I know of it. Know yeah. of it. It's yeah. kind of like Nielsen. It's like yeah. dollar volume market mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. data for natural product space. And we have uh, we've been able to rank in the top ten CBD brands when you look at the supplemental oil category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we don't have wide the the widest distribution, uh, but when you look at the markets where we are distributed in, we are selling more product than the leading players in the field. We're selling. Why? The, well, it's a combination of things. You know, one, the products they deliver. Uh, the way that we formulate these products from the plants that we choose to grow and the way we put them together, we're, we're delivering not only the CBD, but the whole um, the whole suite of entourage, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the terpenes. We, we know about the terpenes. There's also other chemicals in there that we don't know really what they are, but they're in there. They have a good effect. And, you know, when you smell these plants in the field, they smell incredible. Mm-hmm. But... When you get, you know, you go through that drying process and a lot of hemp farmers are just cutting stuff, leaving it in the field, not curing it well. And you're just losing so much of the, the, that bioactive molecule mm-hmm. uh, through that process. And so what we do is we capture those volatiles first from fresh plants. Uh, you can kind of think like live resin, but we're not freezing plants. It's a whole different process. Okay. And then and then we extract the cannabinoid fraction and then we is add the them. process proprietary or are you? It is. It's a proprietary process, and uh, we patented process or just proprietary at this point. Yeah, just proprietary. Yeah. yeah. So, and are just, you pursuing that or? No, we're not pursuing patents. Uh, we're just we're just protecting the the, the recipe, kind of like Coca Cola does. It's a hard thing to do, man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how many people work at the company right now? Fourteen. All right. Yeah. Loose you're, lips sink ships. Yeah, you're yeah. getting to that number. Where, we are. Yeah. I don't tell them either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Fair enough. Okay, but explain. It's a, it's a very interesting topic because hemp and CBD stuff is exploding all over the world, right? It's this huge driver. And I think people are a little nervous. They don't really know what it is. There's a wide range of products. There's a wide range of quality of those products. There's the difference between cannabis hemp and hemp from, or CBD from cannabis or CBD from hemp, right? Mm -hmm. And people don't understand these nuances. So when Mm -hmm. you say you're the best selling, I think the first question that comes to mind again is like, why? Right. Right. So we found great traction, one with our story. Right. I mean, we have a very authentic why and that, you know, in the, especially in the natural product space, things are they're very purpose driven. They're very um, they're very story driven. And then, of course, my background, you know, I have a, I have a background in cannabis quality control at the outset of quality control here, um, as well as a, as a biotech background. And so we were able to come into the market and help clear up a lot of this confusion that you're talking about, because people are very much like. What the fuck's going on in the marketplace? Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these different products. I've, you know, they would often say, I've talked to hundreds of companies. I get 50 calls a day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you should listen. And here's why. And once we kind of clear it up. I have an amazing them, beard. I have an amazing beard. Yeah. Look into my eyes. Yeah. You will like these products. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and so, like, when we were able to come, come with the story, that opens up the emotional element for them. And then follow up with, like, real scientific data that is usable for them it would enhance their ability to sell not only our products, but the entire category to their customers and help 
customers onboard how to use these things. So helping them, um, you know, that was a big competitive advantage for us and still remains so to this day because most company founders and leaders at these other brands are not in the field like I was. You know, I spent I spent uh, a year with OpenVape doing nothing but brand activation in the field. I talked okay. to thousands of people in Colorado from all different demographics. Mm. And so, you know, cannabis education and communication is, is a strong suit. So we would go into the field and we would do that. We were go holding educational events and seminars for consumers. So it was a lot of grassroots marketing. And then, of course, the products deliver, you know, in our the places where we have displaced Charlotte's Web and CV Sciences um, because we work nine times out of 10 and we have some of the lowest return rates mm -hmm. in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, the purpose behind the brand. So we uh, we funded the mushroom decriminalization in Denver. I was the original petition. Cool. For that. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, that's thanks started, for doing that. You're welcome. I don't like do nice things like that, but that's cool. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was, uh, we were motivated to get into plant medicine to, to make a change. And we saw a strategic opportunity to light a fire for the rest of the nation. And then you saw the sort of landslide effect mm -hmm. across the country. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so like those kinds of causes, uh, help us activate our tribe and connect with the purpose. So the products are delivering. There's an authentic story here, and now we have some very strong cause marketing to back it up. And that creates the kind of recipe where people are not just like, oh, there's another product. It's like, no, this is, a, this is something that I can participate in, and it helps turn our, our consumers and staff into brand evangelists. Mm -hmm. And so these are some of the reasons we've been able to, to penetrate the marketplace and get into that position on a bootstrap budget. So why do you need Canopy? So I'm a first time CEO. I've, I've never done this before. Um, and I need help fundraising. I, that's the place where I, I really was running into the, the biggest struggle. Um, and they have a huge network. Uh, also, one of the added benefits that I wasn't as, as aware of what happened was the community. You know, doing all this for the last couple of years as a lone wolf gets lonely. And it's hard, yeah. It's very hard. And so connecting with these nine other companies has been really incredible mm -hmm. for morale. And when you say you connect with the other companies, how much of the previous classes, cohorts are available to you? You know, I, I guess I couldn't, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Still. I'm early. I mean, at, at, at the mentor event, we seem to, there were a preponderance of people that were from prior cohorts. Can I, if you can get some time with Keegan from work, uh huh. Keegan's a friend of mine, but WRK, W U R K. Right. Yeah. 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 Just spend some time with Keegan. Okay. He's a very busy dude. Okay. But very cool. Okay. Just that's my advice. If you know, if you got yeah. like a choice of like all who the in the world, this goes for you too, Robbie. Like spend some time with Keegan. That's okay. What, that's all I'll say. There's others too. Everybody's people are great, but I just like Keegan a lot. I'd love to meet him. Yeah. You can. You can. And I will. <laughs> you don't need to ask me. <laughs> I'll just um, ask him for the intro. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, good stuff, man. So Let's talk about hemp a little more broadly. Sure. Right? This is what you spend your day doing all day, every day, all yeah. day. So somebody told me once that there was like 3000 end uses of hemp, uh -huh. some nonsense like that. Mm -hmm. Like you can put it in your phone battery. And oh yeah. You can well, floss your teeth with it yeah. and like all, all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But like, what are the actual good end uses of this? Right. Like the ones where we're going to make money. Yeah. Um, I love this topic. I just think like, I don't need, uh, I went to Sephora the other day. I was with a woman 
Not that you need to have a woman with you. You go to Sephora. I'm not, not pigeonholing like that. But I was with a woman who went to Sephora. And they had CBD mascara there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, what the fuck could you need to put CBD in mascara for? I know. And I asked her, she'll remain nameless. I asked her and she said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. People are sprinkling CBD around like fairy dust to get things to sell because yeah. it's like a buzzword, you know? And uh, and so let's let's tag the hemp batteries thing for a second because I was a biomass engineer cool. for the, the DOD before and I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, that's a cool story. Yeah. And um, so, but with the CBD thing, I've seen crazy shit too. Like people trying to infuse cl- CBD into clothes, you know? And it's like, it's not gonna get into you that way. And uh, so, you know, really the, the best way to deliver CBD are through the skin, through your mucosal membranes, eat it, put it in your mouth. Uh, you can put it in your butt if you if that's your thing. Uh, you know, you can inhale it. Have you met people that that's their thing? Well, old people that have a hard out time. Out of necessity. As an out of necessity. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So anal I don't, only out of necessity. Anal only as a necessity. I mean, there's always the boofing crowd out there, but I think you get great absorption uh, just by inhaling it. <laughs> not my crowd either. <laughs> Uh, this isn't supposed to be a funny podcast, but it does happen sometimes. You know why? Because smart people are funny. That's what I learned is that like they don't spend their time being funny, but actually being funny is a lot about just being smart and witty. And that's yeah. why it happens on this show because we have smart people on the show and they're just naturally funny. You know? Well, you're bringing it out. Well, thank you, man. Hopefully I'm just like a foil for all of this. That's that's the in literary terms. I'm like, you know, something that develops the story, moves the story forward. Mm-hmm. That's the way I like to look at myself. Um, there are all these CBD brands in the world. Mm-hmm. Some of them at Sephora. They're laughable. Some are laughable. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just have some fun. Tell me your top five most ridiculous CBD products that you've seen. Okay, sure. So, uh, so we talked about the clothing, right? Three, the athletic wear, a pillow. Seven, I've seen CBD infused pillows. Pillows. Yeah. And the idea was that. You were going to compress the pillow and it was going to give you some sort of magic fairy CBD dust. Right. Like you're somehow going to like, it's going to somehow get into your body or help you dream better. I don't know, you know? Okay. And, um, I hadn't heard of that one. Yeah. CBD infused pillows, uh, CBD infused, uh, like, so people are trying to put it in fabric. Right. So I think that's the most ridiculous one I've seen. Oh, socks, CBD infused socks. That's another one. What? Yeah. I mean, it's like this stuff is going to wash out like immediately. It's completely bogus. This is America, man. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and some of the other ones are like when you just see this stuff infused into the most garbage product itself, like, like, uh, some kind of ridiculous sweet, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily against people who want to eat sugar or whatever, but it's like you're taking this health or Coca-Cola. I think that one's ridiculous too. Like CBD infused Coca-Cola. Uh, who wants that? Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay, so we've got pillow, mm-hmm. um, socks, socks. Yeah, athletic wear. Athletic wear. Uh huh. Um, I said mascara. Yeah, There's mascara all is kinds crazy. of beauty stuff though. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of lip balms and mm-hmm. ointments and potions and things mm-hmm. that I don't use. But you know, if are there, there any beard oils? Do you know of any CBD beard oils? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I have my questions about those as well. You know, yeah, because, of course. Yeah. Because like it's on your beard, you know, it's just like it's like mascara for men. Yeah. You know, in that way, if it's on your hair, it's not getting in. It's so got to go onto your skin. What does all this nonsense mean for the future of hemp? Because one of my fears is that someone's going to walk into a store 
buy some CBD product. It's going to do nothing. And they're going to write off the whole category. It happens all the time. All the time, it right? all the time. Yeah. Is that where we're headed? How do we prevent that? I think I think we prevent that um, by by speaking to it in the marketplace, mm -hmm. you know, and getting the story out there. And not only you know, not only from these weird products that don't don't actually get the CBD into the body, but even the use of CBD isolates, which I am really not a fan of, because you run into these situations where CBD isolate tends to have a very narrow therapeutic window. It's very hard to dose accurately, and so many people walk away from an isolate product getting zero effect. You really need to have uh, that, uh, that all those entourage chemicals, so all those um, the THCs, the other types of terpenes. But see, that's another interesting part here, right? Is like the entourage effect is real, totally. And if you're selling something that's purely hemp CBD, you're not going to get that entourage effect, correct? If you're selling uh, pure hemp CBD, when I hear that, I think when you're selling pure CBD, less than point zero three percent THC. That's the number, right? Isn't that Got it. Long? So yeah, so actually hemp, so hemp, a full a full spectrum extract. We define full spectrum as, and by the way, for anyone out there that's listening that doesn't doesn't buy the entourage effect, I, I encourage you to go check out Dr. Ethan Russo and Dr. Ruth Galilli, who have done extensive research on this. Um, and if you're not listening, you probably had too much weed. And you <laughs> rewind this now. Go ahead. And. Uh, <laughs> And so, uh, so, so, so with a full spectrum extract, you know, there's going to be some of that THC in there. And so in our products, it's 30 to one, right? And that is still enough to get the effect that you're looking for mm -hmm. in terms of the entourage. Yeah. 30 to one's okay. Yep. I mean, I prefer like a 20 to one, but 30 to one's okay. Right. Um, but does that qualify as you can ship it all over the place? You can go to Europe. Is that the ratio that's acceptable? I believe Europe is setting their standard lower than yeah. America's, which yeah. makes, uh, transportation challenge nightmare yeah but so we're coming in at like 0.16 uh okay. and not and so we because obviously we don't but that's we don't higher wanna, yeah it's higher. higher we don't yeah. want to ride the 0.3 line because you could come over at that at that but you know in addition to so it's definitely enough to have the effect right okay. and it's not just the thc it's these terpenes that's the other side of it when you brought up these different hemp's you know there's industrial cultivars which are primarily for fiber and seed and they have you know, maybe maybe five percent essential oil content and essential oil is what the cannabinoids and the terpenes are mm -hmm. right and so with a with a good essential oil cultivar like we developed out here in the west or in the united states um you're getting these you know 20 30 percent essential oil contents and you're getting this whole other complement of chemicals so myrcene is a terpene i like to talk about a lot it's kind of what gives us that couch lock effect in the uh, indica strains mm -hmm. And it works together with CBD and the GABA system to potentiate GABA. And so if anybody, you know, GABA is, is the system that alcohol also works through. It's a relaxing kind of thing. And so there with, with good hemp CBD products like straight hemp, you're gonna get all of those bioactive molecules and you're, we're gonna deliver that entourage effect. But you know, some hemp CBD products that are out there uh, are not delivering that entourage effect because they're so low in THC and so low in terpenes, you know? And even if the, the THC is low or even non-existent, you can still get some powerful entourage effects mm -hmm. through these other terpenes. Mm -hmm. That was very well said. And I think if you're listening to this or not listening, um, it's valuable. And like people that are wondering to themselves, like go tell your grandparents, like give them that definition. People are dying for this information. They have no idea. There's so much snake oil out there. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not gonna hurt you, but you're just wasting your money. You know, you're just wasting your you're time. You're just wasting your money. Yeah. Yep, and then if the people are wasting their money, they're they're losing 
possibly the opportunity to actually get the healing. And then also the, our, the retailers out there are losing money by stocking brands that don't work. Give the audience like a couple red flags they should look for in finding when they're look if it's a bad product. Sure, yeah. So, um, so I classify CBD isolate products as bad products, right? So one way to tell is if the only ingredient is CBD and there's not um, also a hemp extract component, right? So if you see two listings on a bottle and it says hemp extract and it says CBD, and let's say it says 10 milligrams of CBD and 20 milligrams of hemp extract. Well, that means that you could have 10, 10 more milligrams of hemp extract that could contain those entourage molecules in okay. there. Now, that's not, you know, now there's a lot of differences in the extraction methods and what, what that 10 milligrams, you know, of hemp extract will be made of. Mm -hmm. So basically, kind of to simplify it, you want to see two terms on the labels. You want to see cannabidiol CBD content and you want to see a hemp extract content. Mm -hmm. And that hemp extract should be greater than the CBD content. Okay. And that's, that's one indicator. Interesting. The other one is, you know, I think the best products do contain THC. And they, the um, products should say that they contain THC. Mm -hmm. And if they say they have THC in them and you see hemp extract on there and you see CBD, then I think you're starting to get into the range. What percentage of products on the market, that's gonna be a hard question to mm -hmm. answer. What percentage of products on the market pass your quality test? 10. 10%? Yeah, 10%. Love it. That's what I would have expected. Just anecdotally, that's my experience as well. Given that we agree on that number, what does that mean for the future of hemp when billions of dollars are being invested into this category? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of roadkill. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot. Tons. And so what does that mean for you? You're going to rise above it? Or are you going to raise a bunch of money and buy those customers, buy those lists, buy those corner store uh, relationships? Like, what does that look like for you? Consolidation is gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, consolidation will happen. Uh, I think we're a prime, prime target for acquisition or we're a prime target to start acquiring other brands in the future or launching other brands. Amazing. But you know, in terms of what, what that allows us to do is, is, is point to it and say, we're not that. And it allows us to create a lot of, continue to create the distinction in our brand, both with the investors and the consumers in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Dope. Um, how can we help, man? Thank you for sharing your journey with us. Fascinating stuff. I think people really learn something. Um, how can we help? How can the audience help you? So uh, if there's investors out there and they're interested and uh, we are raising a round right now, mm -hmm. we're raising a half million dollars on How'd our way. How'd you get to that number? That is, the, that is the minimal number that we need right now to, to push the business ahead on our way to the Series A. So trying to protect the cap table for our other investors. And you were at 1.7 in 2018? Yeah. Is that what and, you said? Yeah, and 4.3 in 2019. Wow, that's a big number. Mm -hmm. And so what's 2020 look like? Eight. Eight? Mm -hmm. And with that infusion of cash, you expect to get to eight. That's the, that's the goal that you're working towards? Or what can that cash, what can that propel you to do further? So that cash uh, is gonna do a handful of things. Mm -hmm. One, we're gonna be able to build up our inventory, mm -hmm. which is important because we're selling more and we don't want to run out of stock uh, so we can continue to fulfill. Uh, it's also going to fund our Expo West adventure mm -hmm. uh, where I'll be speaking at the CBD summit there on delivery systems. Cool. And it's also going to fund um, continued uh, sales and marketing efforts in the field. 
as well as additional product launches. And then we're also going to be raising a, a $2 million Series A. Okay. Yeah, in okay. the April, May, June timeframe. Got and, it. And what that's going to enable us to do is launch our marketing programs in a robust fashion and support the deployment into larger chains. So right now we're in conversations with a few major national retailers. We're 90% mm -hmm. confident in placement in the mm -hmm. next three to six months. And we need a, we need a bankroll to fund those campaigns. And um, <clears throat> really for us, it's, 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 our marketing is largely going to be centered around um, events, mm -hmm. creating you know brand activations and experiences for our consumers. It's a hard thing to do, man. It is, but I'm totally awesome. I'm totally psyched about it. We have some really fantastic healing modalities to pair with the already awesome power of our hemp products. Mm -hmm. um, so one of one, one just of don't spend too much money, man. Every brand in California is wasting so much money at outside lands and Northern Nights and Coachella and all these things. You're right, because those aren't the right venues. There's too much distraction. There's a way to come in and create smaller, more intimate events where you can really, um, really develop a relationship. Look, I'm not saying it's not possible. You're, you're not saying it's, saying it's not possible. Yeah. You're saying it's hard and you're saying there's a lot of opportunities to fail out. Yeah. 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 I think you're right to point out. Such as entrepreneurship. Right? Such as entrepreneurship. I think that's a good place to wrap up this. Thank you so much, man. This was fun.